so bonus um i was trying to find a weekend i could get my car mot'd now we're not playing any football on the 16th and 17th of February. So. You've got to say that on the podcast. Just start it with that. Just start it with that. That's perfect. Every cloud. Yeah, thanks, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Carl Walker Peters. He's got a fucking MOT business or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's episode 23, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, my co-host, John Steggles from Merchester. Good evening. And back for the first time this season, Mark Stoll from California. Hello there. Hi, Mark. Right. Um, Can I ask a quick question? What's the weather like in California? It is bright right now. It's been rainy. It, it tends to be rainy in January, but it's actually bright and pretty nice right now. They say it's cold, but it ain't cold at all. Anybody who thinks it's cold here or we have a winter is crazy. Bloody freezing here, I tell you that much. Yeah. Freezing, 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 freezing. Not the best condition to watch a game of football. Um, this time last week, or beginning of the week, we were um, in two cup competitions. We find ourselves in no cup competitions. Well, that's not true. It's obviously the European Cup or the Champions League, but um, I don't think we've got a good chance of winning that somehow. And I don't think we're in contention to win the league. So this is another trophyless season, I've fair i suspect or it is even well we've, we've still got a chance of winning the champions league we're still in that like chelsea um, and like liverpool did when they didn't have good teams yeah yeah that happens to yeah. other, that that john that happens to other teams not to us realistically yeah. realistically the height the height of our ambition for this season will be to finish third in the table um well anyway um let's talk about today firstly um, what the fuck do we was have that? To? We do. What the fuck was that? It was um, it was awful. It was woeful. It was toothless. It was shit. Yes, I would wholeheartedly do agree. I think the lack of investment and the injuries and missing players is now biting us on the arse. Thirty-seven injuries this season. Uh, that team was a sad indictment of our lack of investment and and player recruitment in the summer. When you play kids, you need your established players perform, and that didn't happen today um there's absolutely no way we could put out a stronger team i don't think and it was as good as we could hope for it was fucking woeful um the penalty christ knows what happened both penalties stick an arm out give a penalty away get a penalty and then fucking blaze it wide that for it was a a shit show from start to finish it really was and there's going to be a lot of swearing in this so uh, a bleep button if you bleep this it'll be bleeps again we know we can we can talk about the lack of an investment and and the fact that's maybe caught up with us now um that's sort of compounded by by the injuries that we've got which is unfortunate um but 
surely with the players that we had on the pitch, and it wasn't the strongest lineup, but if you look at, you know, we start with the back three, we've got we've got um out of um Vertonghen in there, we've got Sanchez, we've got Foyth, who I thought was our best player today. Yep. Um we've got Kirian Trippier, a um somebody who had a decent World Cup at right back, um Gazaniga in goal. Okay, it's a little bit Further forward, it's a bit of a mismatch with Nkundu, who I don't think should be at the club. Um, let's face it, he's somebody who couldn't secure a permanent move to, to Burnley when, when we loaned him out. Uh, Moura, who, um, back from injury, I'm not a big fan of Moura. Um, I think he, he will... I think we there's a lot of hype around him, and I, th- I think we, we yet to see the best of him. We see it in, 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 in glimpses. Um, and then obviously Lorente. Um, but... We should still be able to surely be a Palace team with that and and put in a, a better performance. What what happened? I mean, it was just shit. Mark, do you want to go? Well, I mean, the the team was good enough to win, I think. But we basically put out the kind of team that we would put out if we were playing Newport or Fleetwood or somebody like that, and we were playing a Premier League team. You know, but. Apart from that, I mean, it just nothing went right. Even when we didn't, we didn't deserve to really be in it, really. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we had two penalties there because that free kick chance for Nkudu was shit. That might as well have been a penalty. That was a free shot at goal, glaring, yeah, yeah. glaring. And that, I'd have backed myself to score that. I, I felt the same way, and I've got a fucked up knee, and I ain't played for years. But you know, I've only got one leg. Yeah, but it's a damn good one. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I, I but think I think you've meant uh, Nkudu. I don't think that's the thing. If we've got to start Nkudu, who hasn't, who's played five minutes for us and and was nearly frozen out the side, and Oliver Skip, an eighteen-year-old in in that sort of game, we're struggling. You know, uh, Wink should have been not starting, and Lamella over those two. I'd have thought today. You need to go with us. I know from Poch's comments now that fourth place is is what matters to him and probably what matters to the club more um but it, we could have we could have we should have put winks and lamella started them we really should have um the but f- the, the thing is i mean palace was shit today i've seen palace play a lot better than that and we you know we we cut through them and and got in decent positions and it seemed like every time one of our attackers got the ball you're thinking to yourself okay cross it they fucking cut inside. Then you're thinking, okay, cut inside. They fucking crossed it. It was like decision making was just an all time low yeah. today. It was that, terrible. That was the thing that going forward, particularly in the first half, a little bit, little bit marginally better second half, particularly initially when um, uh, Lamella entered the, the field. Um, but particularly in the first half, I think. Just going forward, it was almost like we've got the ball. Now what the fuck do we do with it? That Nobody had a clue. And I have to say, Lorente, I really felt sorry for him because there were times where I just I don't think he got the service. And I think by his standards, he did okay. He didn't do it, too badly. He, he had a shot where he um, had his bat face to goal, turned, hit it with his left foot, keeper made a save. Um, mate, if you're going to play... Sorry, if you're going to play Lorente... You put crosses in the box, and he get his strength is his head, and 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 bring bringing the ball down, and we just didn't do that. From from what I saw, we just didn't do it. I 
I wanted to see Walker Peters play today, but I didn't want to see him play on the fucking left. Absolutely, you yeah. know. And and he actually he he had some he played better considering his you know his complete fuck up in the first half, which to me is just abhorrent. You're a professional football player. You should not even enter your brain to raise your hand to the ball. And even if he hadn't have done that, where the fuck was the, anybody going? Mm. Nothing was going to happen if he missed that. At do, all. Do you know what it was my, just a gift. Do you know what my first thought was when he leaps up? Um, the ball came in and I was like, oh, fuck. You don't want a small guy you know, leaping up for a ball. Um, he, he's going to be, whoever the Palace forward was, who, um, who was with him, he, he's going to win the ball. And I and I saw him go up, and I thought, oh, he's won it, he's won it. And I, I didn't I didn't actually catch until soon as soon as the ref blew his whistle was apparent obviously what what, what had happened. Um, but yeah, that, it's just that, always it's just always disbelief when that happens. It's pure disbelief that a professional player would do that, and we've done it twice this season, mm. twice. Um, the, the very first goal, I don't have the, I, I didn't being there, I didn't have the benefit of um, a replay. Um, so it looked, they were lucky. lucky. It, look, it looked like to me Sanchez was at fault, and it was almost one of those where, and I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't, I, I didn't, I haven't seen a replay of it, but it, it seemed as though I could see it happening. It was weird. It was like we're going to concede, we're going to concede, we shouldn't concede, but we're gonna, we're gonna, and we did. And there was a moment of hesitation um, amongst the back line, and uh... well, the, the ball the ball was played across. It was it was just a, a pure guesswork ball played square across. It was behind Skip, so then Sanchez was kind of on his heels, and all Schlupp, Schlupp just you know he got that boost boost straight onto the ball, and Sanchez was left hanging at that point. But it was just it was a lucky goal. Wickham gambled and. You know, followed it in, and he got there before Trippier. If if Wickham hadn't made that run, the ball would would have gone wide, no goal. So, you know, I, just I, a I think poacher's goal. Skip could have done better and put in a tackle and maybe tried to do something. And Sanchez could have been a lot stronger. He, he, for, you know, he, Sanchez is a big guy. I know he's only 21, 22, but he, he kind of just wimped out of that. He had no strength there. He needs to do better uh, in that situation. Uh, but yeah, he's a bit seen- of a lucky goal. He seems to um, Sanchez seems to start slowly and then grow in the games. You know, for me at least, he did against Chelsea on on Thursday. Started pretty poorly, and then by the end, he seemed to have got his shit together. I don't know what it is with him, but he's not as bad as uh, commentary are making out. I know that much. I mean, I had to watch because the FA Cup over here, you've, you've you've literally got to pay for it if you want to watch it now. So I had to watch it on a stream. So I had to put up with Pierce and Clive Allen. And I kind of clicked after Palace got their second that any time I've ever watched Tottenham and Clive Allen is commentating, we end up fucking losing. Mm-hmm. It's like jinx. On the bright side, you won't have to find any more streams going forward. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there you go. Every cloud. Um <laughs> Uh, we had a question from David Fornell. Um, we touched upon some of this earlier. Um, was the team se- selection good enough to beat P- Palace? And we just had a ba- or did we just have a bad day at the office? He also goes on to say, fringe players having their chances. Any confirmation of a future with Spurs or elsewhere for any of them? Um, so it's, the team selection was what it was. It, you know, it was a weak team. Um, 
I still think they should they should have we should have done better, but we just seem to be a bit clueless. Um but, but part of the biggest problem with that was there was absolutely no creativity at all. Hmm. Di- Dyer, everything Dyer played was backwards. Um, and in that instance, you almost, you need Lamella is that kind of person. Again, we needed him on from the start. We, we looked better when Lamella came on. Yeah. He, he, at least he was trying. Uh, but um, we for that first half, we created absolutely nothing from open play at all. Absolutely nothing. There was that, that cross from Dyer. Dyer put in a decent cross, but was that the second half? I think that was the second half. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing. It was, it was there was the penalty. There was mm. um, free kicks, dead balls, corners. There was there was nothing. Didn't even work the keeper in the first half. It was it was. Uh, nobody wanted to cross the ball. It was it, it was so depressingly depressingly. From from that <clears> from the off, it was just depressingly just going to happen. It was it was always going to play out like that. I, I want to say that I thought we we could get a result there, but. I, after the, the Chelsea game, I just thought the best we could probably hope for would be a replay, if if we're lucky. Our, our, Palace, Palace would have always been up for it. We we we're bare bones. We're going to get Sun back up for for the Watford game, but we're going to be we're again we're bare bones at the moment. In terms of the fringe players, David refers to um, which do you think have got a future with Spurs? I mean, depends which which who are the fringe players, I suppose. Walker Peters, possibly in 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 a in his in, in a natural position. Foyth, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he was, Superb. He, was, he was the only shining light and the only positive that I could probably take out today. He 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 uh, so comfortable on the ball and just an, a natural footballer. Skip. He's he's a, he's a kid. He's eighteen. Mm. I think Cure he's too. Is out. He, he's not ready. No. I think I think there's a player there, but I don't think he's ready. He's being yeah. he's being thrust into the spotlight and given too much um, responsibility. I don't think he's ready. When I when well, I go on, Mark. Well, for me, for me, the problem the whole season. I mean, we've had a good season. We haven't played at our best, but we've had a good season. The problem for me, whole season, has been the central midfield. We have not played consistently well in central midfield. We've had to mix and match players. We've had. Players have been up and down. They're not. They've been negative and and lacking confidence way too often, you know. And that's where we're struggling for me. The central midfield. I, I'm I'm seriously concerned whether Winks is going to be good enough because right now he's looking like a Ryan Mason to me. Like he's got it there, but has he got the balls to do it? Because I mean, even with some good performances he's had lately they've been in the second half he's been like really pedestrian in the second half it's almost like someone's got up his ass at half time and said for god's sake start you know start playing like start doing stuff start being more positive but we're just desperate in central midfield for me we're just struggling big time and and everybody says this that and the other about Sissoko he, he's not he's not a top top four top three uh, Premier League uh, team midfielder for me is Afalani. He, he can come in and do a job, but that's about as far as it goes. We need we need a creative goal scoring all round midfielder, and we don't have that right now. I think it's gone up, John. No, 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 you go, you go. I, was gonna say, I think I think it's fair to say that um, our midfield, if you contrast it to 
2015-16. Dyer, mm-hmm. Dembele, that that double pivot. They really complemented each other re- really well. We didn't yeah. have much, we didn't have much depth after that because you had Ryan Mason, um, Tom Carroll at the time before before we um, we moved him on. And those two were really good. And I think Dyer, unfortunately, looks like he's regressed as a footballer since then. Dembele, um, uh, he's no longer there. Um, obviously, his injuries are well documented. Um, and, and, and the season after, we had, obviously, those two. And we had Wanyama, and he was superb in his first season. We look at it now. Dembele's gone. I think Dyer's regressed. I think Victor needs to stay injury-free. And I don't know if... He needs, yeah, he he needs to be injury free and a run of games. And I think both right. him and Dyer looked a little bit ring rusty. They look like two players who had been out of the team for a while, which that's exactly what they were. Um, and then all, all that's then left is Winks, who I think he's a really tidy player, um, but um, on his day he can be he can be a good footballer. But I think it's, it's asking a lot for him. He's he's no Dembele. Um, yeah, he's a different sort of player. Um, and then you've got Skip and Sissoko. Sissoko, I think, Mark, you're absolutely right. He is he is a bit like our Fellaini. He 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 can come in, he can do a job. Um, he's a bit more trusted now than he than he was in the past. I think he's he's earned his place in the squad. Um, but he's not of the quality. He's not of the Musa Dembele quality or the Victor Wanyama in his first season quality. That's an area where we just seem a lot weaker. And Oliver Skip, I thought today, it was an unfortunate game for him to come in. But at, at the start, I thought, oh, fantastic. He's got Eric Dyer there in front of him. Dyer will do, you know, he'll have the experience of Dyer alongside him. That'll, that'll protect him. And I just thought that because we were so poor collectively, that, was unfor- it was an unfortunate game for him to to be in with with us being so poor collectively, with there being very few of experienced. Obviously, you had Dyer and Vertonghen, but you didn't you know you didn't have, for example, your your Delis and your Eriksons and your, and your, and your Canes, those sort of leaders on the pitch. You're out of Eriks. Um He did some good things. He did some mm-hmm. yeah bad things. I think he certainly tried. He tried to bring the ball forward. He lost it a few times. Um, he looked like he gave two shits, which was good. But yeah, um, I, I agree that that is an area that that we we look weaker. John, you were about to say something. One of the things you're saying about central midfield, uh, midfield and Winks is Winks is now one of the senior players. For, you know, and that, that's the, the the lack of depth that we have in that. Uh, you know, maybe Levy can pull a, a Rabio out of a hat, and we'll get somebody in. I <laughs> fucking hope not. I really, I really, I really, I've been waiting for that one, haven't you? I have. Get that noted down on the old notepad, ready. (laughs) Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've been working (laughs) on that all day, all day. (laughs) But uh, was it Leicester in for Telemans? I know he's gone to shit at Monaco, but he's a lovely player. Oh my god, I'd be so pissed off if he went there and we didn't get him. This is it. There's there's players there that we uh, part part. You can argue that we don't want to buy people below the team with players that maybe we would move on late sooner or later but we are in dire dire need excuse the pun of some players in that central midfield some creativity there's Grealish no no again too young not not ready we we need I mean Mora came in and he took a while to settle down and maybe they're going to do the same with um, Rabio. but you need somebody to come in and we need people uh, to do the job and get things done and at the moment I don't see <clears throat> very much in the in the team out you know once if Ericsson isn't playing there's nothing there if, if you know there there is generally no creativity in that team if he's not there 
What's Benjamin Stambouli doing these days? <laughs> oh, Kapoe. For oh. fuck's sake. He's, he's, actually, he's doing okay at Watford. Exactly. The thing is, too, is I think some of it might not be the players. Some of it might be that they're just not clicking as partnerships mm. in that central midfield as well, you know. I mean, it's got to be difficult for anyone playing with Sissoko. You know, he's a bit all over the place. You'd, you'd think that, like, Dyer's... Dyer's strengths usually are his tactical awareness and his positional sense. And you'd think if you put him in there and he played long enough with somebody like Winks, they would grow as a partnership. But we're not even getting the opportunity to do that with players now, you know. And I just want to touch on something that you said earlier, Jav. Uh, Lucas Mora. Uh, anybody who thinks that he's anywhere near good enough right now has got to be fucking crazy because... If there's one player that gets lost in matches and you literally cannot remember what he did or gets buried in the middle, it is Mora. The guy's played his whole career as a right winger and we are trying to put him in the middle and it is not working. And even when we're struggling in games, we're not putting him out on that right, seeing if we can get him free you know, with, uh, with the left back and, and see what he can do. It's not working and it... it He's, he's not doing anything. It's like he's not there in games. When are we going to realise this? We're totally wasting our time with him as far as I'm concerned. What do you remember Mora did today? Seriously. And and in a bunch of games recently. Absolutely he a, nothing. He had a shot in the first half that whistled over the bar. And mm-hmm. that was about it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, he doesn't even really get involved with a link-up place. He doesn't seem to be where you want him to be ever for me. It's like it's not it's not his strong point. It's just not him. I don't think he's I don't know whether he's not smart enough as some of our other players or what it is, whether he gets the tactics. You know, at least you can say with players like Ericsson, Lamella and Ali and Son, they're they're intelligent, they're smart, they understand what they need to do, you know, and they move around and, and they they know how to make it work. And he just doesn't he just seems to be uh an odd piece in the jigsaw puzzle for me. Um, of, of the other fringe players, um, obviously Sterling came off, came on bench um, early days. With him, we, we um, he's not really played enough for us to form any sort of judgment. Um, nah. The other two are Nkundu and, and Lorente. Lorente, like I said, I didn't think he had his worst game. I think he sort of tried, didn't get the service, but. Um, his days are numbered. If he doesn't go at the end of this window now that Sun's back, then he's he's obviously off in the summer. His contract he, runs out. He came, he he came from a relegation threatened team, and that that's literally his level as a player of his age. That's exactly his level to be playing it in a relegation threatened team. Trammy was, was his level. Mm. The thing, right. as one as a uh, senior player in that team uh, who has won a World Cup. Um, when there's a penalty there, from the bench. As, yeah, as a as a uh, as the main main striker and the, the 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 front man for the team, when a penalty comes up, surely he steps up and says, "I'm having this." Surely. That... Who did you Who did you think was going to take the penalty? Because me and my son were like, "Who's going to take it?" I thought Mora might take it. Um... I, I I generally thought um, Lorente would have. I, genuinely... I didn't think he yeah. had the legs even for a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought more I would take Ye- it. I wanted yeah, I wanted Yan to take it. Seriously, I wanted Yan to take it. I did not want Trippier to take it. I wanted Yan to take it because Trippier 
Oh man. He needs, fair, a, he needs to, a rest. To be he fair, to rest. Trippier in terms of penalties, he, he did score one in a penalty shootout for England. Um, okay, well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like uh, he scored a penalty for England in, in the World Cup, and then he scored a free kick in the World Cup, and he scored one free kick for us after that point. And now suddenly we think he's our free kick taker, and he's, you know, he's the shit, and he's he really hasn't been for me. I think in the absence of Kane. Ericsson, Lamella, Delhi, you're probably looking around and who wants it? Who's who's got the confidence to to, <laughs> to 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 do it? And obviously he did. There were a lot of people in in the stadium who were complaining and they were saying, Why does a right back take a fucking penalty? Well, fullbacks it's not unknown for fullbacks to take penalties. That I don't I don't think that's a valid point. No. It's whether you're good good enough or, or, or not. And um Confident or not, he made he made a right dog's dinner of it. Um, very briefly, again, what final fringe player Nkundu, Um Surely, I mean, his days of Spurs have got to be numbered. He was better than I remember, but then my memory's not he's, all that. These days. He's just not got the confidence at this level. He's there's he, he's a decent enough player, but he just doesn't seem to do what you want him to do at the right time. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like, you expect him to, like, go running at players and you expect him to try and take players on and he, he doesn't seem to do what he's there for. Um, right, so we're at, we're at the FA Cup um, and we we lost to Chelsea on Thursday in the um, Carabao Cup semi-final. Very briefly, that game, um, how did you gents see it? I thought the second half we played with some uh, bright. We were bright. We played with some gusto. They looked like they wanted something out of it, and we 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 did get something out of it. Apart from the going to pens, um, I thought the first half we it was a, a another shit show. Um, but I thought you know we did well in the second half, and uh, yet again another penalty shootout loss. So no surprise really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first half was just. Absolutely atrocious. They they really should have put the game at bed in that first half, as far as I was concerned. We were that bad, but we did. It was good to see we showed some some fight, knowing how poorly we had played. And at the end of the day, over, over the course of both games, they were the better team. As much as it, I hate to say it, it's the truth. But just just weren't weren't for us. weren't for us. We couldn't do it. It's very, um, I know John hates this word, Spursy, that we... I fucking hate that word too. (laughs) Virtual high five. We got got an away goal, which didn't count for anything. Yeah, that's... Um, that's So we didn't get an away goal then. We didn't get an away goal, (laughs) If if away goals don't count in a two-leg tie, what's the point of having two legs? Really, it yeah. should be a one-legged semi-final. It really should be. It shouldn't be two legs if if away goals don't count. It's fucking ridiculous. The thing is, I, I think I was um I cared I, I was more up for Thursday uh, and pissed off about Thursday because of the the, the opposition. Mm-hmm. But I think today, um, uh, we're out. You know, it, it was it was Crystal Palace. We're down to bare bones. I think reality is. I could kind of see we were never going to get anything from this game. Um, I, I, been... I... Go on. I was just saying, I, I expected today. I really did. I just had this feeling it was going to happen. Um... I had a feeling that we were going to end up 
having what we really did want, which was a replay. That's that's how I felt about it today. But did did Potts really give a shit today? Did he well, actually get did he actually get his ass off that bench at all? The whole match? I, I think that that's that's a, a malaise. well not a malaise, but that's been something that's been recent. He's very much he's been just sat in his seat. And I, I, is it because he knows what he's got to deal with in terms of the team or something else? Is he is he is he not is he really generally not fussed about you know obviously not picking Ericsson um, and the rest of the tip players, uh, no Alderweireld, no Hugo, no Davis, no Rose, you know, not picking those players. It, we're, he's obviously prioritising the, the, the league. Hmm. No, it's Which I think is the right thing to do, to be quite honest. I know everybody's going to say, well, and all the old stuck in the 80s mob, uh, uh, we're a cup team guys are going to say, oh, no, we shouldn't, but we don't get in that top four and don't get Champions League, you think there's players going to want to stay? It's just yeah. a harsh reality. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 land, the football landscape has changed since the 80s, even early 90s. Mm-hmm. You have to, whether you like it or not, you have to finish in the... If you, want to, if you want to attract the best players, if you want to kick the best players, you've got to finish in the top four consistently, on a, on a consistent basis. And Pochettino said... After the game, and I quote again, we're going to have to we we are we're going to have the debate whether a trophy will take the club to the next level. I don't agree with it. It only builds your ego. The most important thing for Tottenham right now is always to be in the top four. Um, I'm inclined to agree with that, and, and I'm not. It's not that I don't want a trophy or trophies don't matter. Of course they, of course they do, and I think I think they do, and I think he would have liked us to win. Um, today because it's a game of football and he's a professional I think he would have he would you know if somebody said to him um you know you'll get to a final of an FA Cup and a, a league cup he'd, he'd, he'd take that and he'd, he'd want that opportunity to win those trophy, trophies I don't think it's a case if he doesn't but I think it's not I suppose what he's saying is it's not the be all and end all and Enix's priority is for Spurs and for the manager who happens to be Pochettino today if it was somebody else I think the same would apply for them to qualify for the Champions League and on a consistent basis not like when we did it with Harry Redknapp where we did it once one season and that was it that's that's what we have to do um that's where the club that's I think you know if we finish for example third which is where we are at the moment come the end of the season um I think Lee, I think Enoch will be will be very happy yeah. yeah, and I think Our fans I might think, not be, but well, it's all about the morale as well, right now, too, right? I mean, he probably thinks, well, I'm not too worried about winning the FA Cup, but I still want us to, you know, put in good performances and and not get down. And losing two games in a row, obviously, ain't going to be good for anybody. But you know, three London derbies in a row, God knows what's going to happen on Wednesday. Mm. Um, final well point question um, from listener on the game Jeff Lightfoot his Twitter handle is at lighty underscore score go Hawks got my first Spurs shirt got my first Spurs jersey as a gift and finally wore it to watch today's game do I blame the shirt and destroy it in ca- case it was to blame <laughs> um if you do destroy it, make sure you use some um, uh, uh, an igniter on it, like some petrol or something, because the European uh, like fire regulations 
probably says it won't burn very easily. Um, no, don't burn it. It's, it's a way that, you know, wasting 60 odd quid. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Did it have Walker Peters on the back? Because if it had Walker Peters on the back, there might be a case here. Um, right. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, on Chelsea, anything else I was going to add was uh, I think that we we did well to to, to um, pull one back, courtesy of Lorente, and and take it to extra time. Sorry, take it to penalties. Even um, no shame in losing on penalties, but it, it's it's just disappointing that it's another semi final, and it and it happened to be against Chelsea. Um, would we have? There's, a, there's an argument to say that if we'd won it, we would probably lost in the final to, to City. I don't know. I think I think I would have rather us got there and had a chance, even if it was a small chance. But um, well, we, we're, ca- we're capable of going into beating City. Shit, I, I, oh. that that kind of bothered me. People yeah. saying that. Oh, whoever whoever gets through is going to get stuffed by City anyway. Fucking hell! When are people going to stop putting City on this pedestal? You know, they're beatable. I think that's well, an truly. I think that's an element of people being philosophical. It's it's easy to say that after the event, after you've lost. Um, I think no, no one would say that. You would you wouldn't say if we'd won. No one would say, "Oh shit, we've won a game of football. Now we're going to lose to City in the final." Um, mm-hmm. so, but anyway, how how was that? How was that fucking that crossfield pass from Ericsson? To Lorente that he screwed oh. up. Oh my fucking life! I couldn't uh, believe that. That was so beautiful. That deserved yeah. a goal yeah. just for that pass. It, it, even don't try and volley it. Just, just bring it down and then have a shot. Do you like, know what I mean? Ali, that would like somebody like Ali or Kane. You just know. Son. Just know. Son. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that there and there we that have the, the hit the nail on the head. Ali, son, or or Delhi would be burying that and creating something. And we're, we're, we're so missing those three. Mm. So missing them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, it, it, look, he's not as mobile as he once was. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that, that helps with Lorente. Also, I, I think physically, I just, I just think the way his body is shaped, I think he was always going to struggle to get, throwing throw in the slowness as well. I think, I, I, I knew he just wouldn't, Fantastic ball! I just, just straight away knew he wasn't, he wouldn't be able to connect with it, and and, and get. He's got, he's, he's got a terrible haircut as well. It's like, what the fuck is your hair doing, dude? It's like, what kind of style is that? The whole, like, everything about him is just like, just retire. You, you, you feel like you've given up on yourself. Right. Um, in the second half of the podcast, we'll take a few more of your questions. We'll look briefly ahead to the Watford and Newcastle games, um, which are up next. Um, we may or may not discuss the transfer window. That's going to close on Thursday. But before we do, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hey, it's Bex. So, contrary to the way the lads played today, the girls have had a really good day today, although nail-biting also. They played in the league, they played Millwall Lionesses away at Prince's Park, and that was a one o'clock kickoff on Sunday. So we had to wait a whole 35 minutes before Sarah Wiltshire scored for Spurs, um, only to concede an equaliser just at 44 minutes, so just on half time, which is always a bit rubbish. Anyway, so the girls did really well, they carried on, they kept on pushing. Um, and then Emma Beckett, who is the new girl who signed, just signed for Spurs, scored in the 84th minute to take it to 2-1. So at that point, you'd think, oh, well, you know, mostly 
we've won the goal. Except for at a plus one minute, Millwall scored to make it two all. And then only for and <laughs> at 90 plus five, Rihanna Dean to get the winning goal, which was fantastic. And it seems if you look at Twitter, then the girl or Insta or anything, the girls are really quite pleased with that result from today. In all honesty, that result shouldn't have come as a surprise to anybody. They, uh, Millwall are languishing at the bottom of the FA Women's Premier League. Do So, um, it, nonetheless, I'm not taken away from what the girls did. Absolutely not. Um, but good to see that they get such a, a good win because everybody knows that very last minute win is always much... There seems to be an extra edge if you manage to scrape a win under circumstances like scoring an extra time that always helps. So the girls next play next Sunday the 3rd of February. They play in Bromley at the H2T Group Stadium um, and that's in the FA Cup and they play Crystal Palace ladies so we'll be hoping for a better result there. Anyway that's me done. Anybody wants to know anything I am on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers thanks bye bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you Bex. Right uh very briefly, we've got Watford up next on Wednesday in the league at home, followed by Newcastle at home. Um, how do you see these games? I think my biggest, my biggest concern for Watford is the size of the crowd. Um, I don't think there's going to be very many people at Wembley, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, I, I think, we, I, I, given we've given players a rest, I would expect us to win them. But uh, they'll they'll well be up for this. They'll they'll be wanting to pile on the misery. And but I expect us to beat Newcastle hands down. Um, but I think Watford will be a tough one. But I think we can get a win. We'll be a lot tighter at the back. We'll be a lot more disciplined. We'll have Ericsson back. Sonny will be back on the pitch. Um, so uh, yeah, I think we'll get the wins. Mark, <sighs> my biggest concern with Watford is how physical they are. To be quite honest, and just concerned about more injuries um, and also how tired we are because from whenever I watch Watford they always seem to start well and then kind of run out of steam and fade towards the end of matches but you know I think it, I think it's going to be a hard fought battle and it might just be a, a late 1-0 win for us I can't see it being a goal fest but I'm more concerned about injuries with Newcastle yeah, yeah we should beat them I mean they've had terrible they're not the best team in the world, but they've had just absolutely terrible luck as well this season. Just hope it doesn't, it, the luck doesn't start turning for them against us. So we should win that easily. Yeah, Newcastle um, should be easy. Watford, I mean, they're what, seventh in the table? I think that they're doing really well this season. Um, they were difficult opponents when, when we played them away from home earlier this season. And. The physical aspect of the game. Um, obviously, they've got Dini, um, Kapoe, players like that. Um, but in some ways, I'm glad that we've got them. I'd rather have them next than, than on Saturday, um, simply because um, we, we, we've, we've got to bounce back. And I'd, and um, and whoever we play on Wednesday, who just happens to be Watford, I think they're going to lose. Um, and uh, we've you know we've, we've we've got the advantage of obviously resting Ericsson and um, obviously Rose didn't play today he was on the bench um, and out of their elds etc. Um, hopefully Sunny will be back so um, we should have enough for them. Um, it's interesting that 
our next four games are all at home. Um, yeah. I'm including Dort- Dortmund in that sequence. Um, but we've got three home league matches before uh, before that, uh, Watford, Newcastle, and then Leicester the week after that. Um, good opportunity to win those and maintain our four-point four lead over Chelsea. Or even, dare I say it, given that in that same sequence of three matches, they've got, I think they've got two games which potentially on paper could be tricky. One, certainly, in City. They've got Man City away. Um, so, you know, potentially they could lose that and we, if we were to win all three matches, we could go seven points clear, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, going. They've in, also you know, beaten City this season, though, haven't they? At home. Um, at the Etihad, I'd, I'd, I'd fancy City. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, strangely, after Dortmund, we don't have a game for ten days because we play at Dortmund on the thirteenth, but then we don't play until um, Burnley away on the twenty-third. Which is, is you know, is, I suppose um, <laughs> we've played a lot of games with very little rest, and 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 yeah. the players have been t- and tired and what whatnot, and, and we've often had. You know, we've faced opposition. For example, when, when we played, well, Palace today, that their, their players didn't play midweek. They had a rest. We played on Thursday. When we played United um, in the league, um, we had played Chelsea um, the t- preceding Tuesday. They didn't have any games. They'd fucked off to Dubai or wherever it was um, for a uh, like a mid-season training camp type thing. So um, it's good that we've got that ten-day break um, from the from the thirteenth to the twenty-third. It's a good op- it's a good opportunity for team building with our new signings. With our new signings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um it's gonna be a shit weekend, that weekend of the sixteenth, seventeenth, the fact that um there won't be a Spurs match. I think we've played a game every three or four days since um November. Uh, yeah, you know, and and that's why we're picking up injuries, because the players are just fucking knackered. So But again, you need the squad to be able to cope with it. Okay, so with 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 the with the transfer window looking to close on the thirty first, are we going to bring anybody in? Are, are we going to bolster that squad? Are we going to get rid of some some of that deadwood, i.e. Janssen and maybe a few others, Lorente and and Kundu, for example? I, I like I, I I've already gone with my 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 joke, but um, my, maybe shot my bolt too early there. Um, but we we've got to we we've got to. I can't see any other way around it. I really don't. The thing is, Pochettino has said that if we do bring somebody, it's likely to be English because of the whole fact that if we bring in a foreign player, can't register them from the Champions League, etc. And the likely, it's now that Dembele's gone, the spot that Dembele occupied will be given to Foyt in the Champions League squad. Um, So we probably bring in an English player, or we bring in a foreign player, but just accept the fact that they won't play against Dortmund home and away. And let's face it, we're probably not going to get past Dortmund home and away, so that maybe it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we should... It's not just about the Champions League. The league's more of a priority at this point. It has to be. You know, let's, let's just be realistic, and we need players. So it has to be done. I was, I was just seeing a thing pop up on Twitter that we're interested in Leeds United winger Jack Clark. So there's yep. your English player. I would, I would, I would, I'd take him right now. I, I think he's really good. Um, How old is I, he? He is about eighteen, I think. Both myself and <laughs> is he going to get? Is he going to get straight in the team? No, that's the thing. We need players we can plug in. At least you know, do fill in some of these games here and there towards the end of the season to rotate and rest players. I think he could get into the team ahead of Nkundu. Easy. Oh, I could get in the team in front of Nkundu. 
so good one-legged John. Yeah. I could, I, I could hop in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 okay, let's put it this way. If you could buy two players, who would you buy? Money, no object? Well, or no, realist- not money, or, no object. Realistic. Realistically. And, where and, do you and, think we need to? Where do you think we need players? And who would you buy? And they've got to be English. No, I don't care about that. We need a midfield. Mm-hmm. We we need somebody in midfield. We need somebody a creative. We need a backup Terrickson when when he's flagging or not playing. We need somebody like Telemans, maybe a Rabio, one of those two. And uh, Jack Clark, eighteen-year-old Leeds lad. I know he's playing well. He'll be a good punt. You know, if we could get him. Um, Deli Alley money, yeah. that would be all right, but I don't think we will because Leeds are pushing and they'll, they'll be desperate to keep keep him. Um, if we could get him for 15 million, we'd be doing well, I think. Um, it's, it's, yeah, but oh, yeah, we need a midfield. We do desperately need some people in bodies in midfield. We're very very light. Mark, do you, do you mean this season, as in right now in this transfer window, or do you mean more broadly? Oh. I mean, yeah, this season right now. Okay. I mean, I think I think if we're smart, we I'm pretty sure we would have had plans for the summer. Well, maybe we've just got to bite the bullet and um, okay. try and pay that money out now, right? Because okay. of our situation. Okay. In terms of, I mean, I've got some. I'll, I'll save my powder on that one. Uh, some broader thoughts about going forward and, and next season, but that, I'll save that for another time. Um, in terms of now, if you're talking about two players. Um, I would look to get two English players, so that's going to restrict my options. Um, and I can't think of, sh- short of them being young players in the mould of Clark or Grealish or Session. Um and if any of those players are too young and we're looking for more established players, I'm struggling to think But who, which good English players are out there or eligible players that we can play in, in the Champions League. Um that are available um, at a decent price, and I'm struggling to think. I mean, Ben Chilwell, he's a d- decent player, but I don't necessarily think we, we need a left-back. I mean, if, if it's just a question of... Yeah, if it's putting the English bit aside for a minute and just and, and, and nationality isn't um, an object, uh, an, an, an issue, then I, I agree with with John. Would probably probably need a midfield player, definitely. Um, yeah, I'd have to say some quality in midfield. How about yourself, Mark? Um, I you actually brought up a player that I would love us to get, and that would be Chilwell. I actually think he would be abs- perfect for us. I'm not saying we're exactly desperate for a left back, but if Rose is still got itchy feet, then I would swap them in a heartbeat. Mm. Personally, um, I do. I would like to see Walker Peters getting more time at right back. I do think Trippier needs a rest, or maybe needs to try and you know needs to fight his way back into the team. When it comes to the central midfield, um, Rabio's a good player. And he's got a bit of bite in him as well. I like that. And he can pop up with goals and assists. But he's already made comments about us being below where he thinks he should be. The thing is, is that I know he, his agent's his mother, I think, and apparently she's a real piece of work and really outspoken. So maybe those, comment, those comments are attributed to her, her more than him. Right. Mm-hmm. But, we, but the we've thing been, is, to, 
the thing is too is like Barcelona have just bought De Jong, so maybe that's where Rabiot's, you know, that he's got well run running into a brick wall if he thinks he's going to go to Barcelona now. Who's who he's been heavily linked with? So we've been linked with him um, since as far back as the January 2015 window. Yeah. Um, in in a lot of the windows that have come since, not everyone, but in a few, this is probably the third I'd I'd think window. But I don't remember back as far back as four years ago we were first linked with him, and it's one of these. I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Um, and I just I just think it's probably his agent trying to trying to generate some interest so he could get a move somewhere else. Um, well, I, I I read somewhere that um, Aurier did, uh, tweeted a picture of himself with Rabio yesterday. Yeah, I don't there's, know how there's, true that is. Yeah, it, yeah, but he all, on Instagram, but it's not a new picture; yeah. it's an old one. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, but still, you know, he might have been might have been told to try and tap him up. We've got more there as well. But um, but he also he also back in the summer, I, I seem to recall Aurier. Put something on social media. I think it was on, on on Instagram. Something cryptic, cryptic, which suggested at the time that we, we were going to sign um, uh, the lad at Palace, Saha, um, and that didn't happen. So I wouldn't take too much into what Aria posts on social so media. He, he, saying, he, his head's not straight anyway. You saying Aria thinks he's ITK, but he's not. Exactly that. I think he's a he's a dickhead, and I and, what a and bastard. I'd, I'd I'd be quite happy happy for the club to move him on. I'm not a fan of surgery. Yeah. Um, Part of that picture though, there was a picture of like praying hands on it, so it's it, it wasn't in the know. It's sort of like yeah, come on, come and join us. Um, I'm, you know. Yeah, but you you do know that those praying hands are actually supposed to be a high five, but people use them as praying hands. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, right there you go. Blow, <laughs> thank you very much. I'll take that. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I would I would actually prefer us to get T Elements. I think he is a fantastic player and if we happen to lose Ericsson, I think he would be the perfect um replacement for him as well. And Monaco are shit and by the way, we've been how long we've we been talking now and we haven't laughed our fucking asses <laughs> off at Henri yet. No. What the fuck is wrong with us? Let's take some joy in this podcast and laugh at that arrogant prick. Yeah, I would agree. He's a, he is an arrogant prick, and I'm glad he's fallen flat on his face. It just goes to show that you can you can appear on a Sky TV whether you're <laughs> whether you're Gary Neville or Thierry Henry and talk a good game, um, but it's quite different when you um, when you have to go into management um, and actually do it for real. Well, but Gary, Apparently they were saying that, you know, it was all about him having like no respect for the players, no respect for the opposition and just being a general arrogant prick, you know, which isn't, you know, isn't shocking to hear. But now, now, now all we need is Jamie Redknapp to have a go at management. I think I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him fall on his arse. Jamie Carragher as well. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the majority of those pundits have, have failed at management or can't even be asked to try because they know they'd be yeah. shit. And that's why they sit on uh, Sky Sports and spout bollocks all the time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, there was something I was going to say, but it escaped my mind before questions. Um, oh, questions. Z- Zaha, Zaha. Would either of you take Zaha? No, he's nah. four today. No. No. Okay. I right, think Zaha Zaha's found his 
his level, which is to be the most important man in a, a mid-table team. That's 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 good for him. Same with somebody like Onatovic. Yeah. And what, dude, what the fuck about those <laughs> links with Carroll? I sh- <laughs> I was I was scared for a split second there. I was like, no, that would be so fucking embarrassing. Well, that was the thing I tweeted yeah. some, to some West Ham fa- fans um, earlier uh, yesterday that um, Andy Murray said he wanted to end his career at Wimbledon, but Andy Carroll has. <laughs> <laughs> so there was some, so just before the game today, I mean, shouldn't laugh at West Ham and Arsenal because we've lost today, but hey, hey ho, we can. Um, somebody. Uh, should always Ham- last at West Ham. Oh, absolutely. A West Ham fan tweeted, absolute fucking disgrace, dog shit cunts, disrespectful to the travelling supporters. <laughs> <laughs> no, no heart, no passion, no quality. Ridiculous that our team can be so bad without Rice in midfield. Mazuku, shit. Antonio, shit. Hernandez, shit. Carol, cunt, wank, donkey, slag. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag summer clear out. Yeah, oh. I tell you what, that's some player ratings right there. <laughs> I tell you what, he's he's the most intelligent West Ham fan I've ever come across. It's, it, I tell you what, it's such a pity that Declan Rice just signed that new deal because I'd take him from them. He's he's he's, he's, he's better than them. I don't like the look of him. He's better he's, than them. He's going to end up at fucking Chelsea. He's not handsome enough to play for Spurs. Um, right. Let's finish off with some questions. Sam Ricketts, um, Twitter handle is at Sam underscore Ricketts. Realistically, what do we need to do to be challenging for and winning trophies and be a truly elite club? Is it just as simple as spending money? Similar sort of question from Kent Goodrich. Uh, I've I've reluctantly concluded that the title is beyond us this year. What is needed to push us over the top next season? We need to be in our stadium. We really do. I think we've missed that a lot this this season. I really do. We do. We need to be in there. Um, it, it, it's the it's the last piece of the, the the puzzle. I think we'd have had we would have been. The thing is, nobody wants to go to Wembley, and if we'd have if we'd have got to a cup final, what is it? It's another day out of Wembley. I think mm. we need we need to be in our stadium, and we need to be home, and we need to make it home, and I think we will. I think uh, that that's the bit that I I think we need. We're, we're never a club that you know. If you look at the, there's been a chart out this week about the net spend, um, and, and we've our net spend over the last ten years or something, something like nine million quid. When Man City have spent nearly a billion pounds, and yet we're still consistently finishing third. So. I think if we if we get the right players in, we can push on. And when we start getting that money to invest and doing it properly, but in the same way we're doing it, I think that will get us over the line. But I just don't think we are ever going to be a club like Man City or Chelsea that just win the pools and just invest stupidly. That being said, would would I like a, a nice sugar daddy to come in and just invest billions in the team? I wouldn't say no, because I'd like to I know would. how that feels. I, yeah. I still wouldn't want that. Just wouldn't. I've mouthed off too much about other teams doing that. I just wouldn't want to do that. I just want us. I just want us to be able to, you know, pay the wages to be able to keep players or attract attract better players. At the end of the day, and look at Arsenal. They, I'm not saying they attract good players, but they're able to pay damn good wages, and that's what will count for us. 
just been able to have it, been able to generate the money to pay pay the wages for the right players. Yeah. So I I think that there are a few things we need to do. Um, stadium's going to be key. I'm I'm sat in front of as a uh, as a um, a picture frame uh, photo whatever um, I've got on my wall in front of me and it shows um, it's got pictures of Spurs players from the 2016-17 season and it's got all of our results from that season in the league um, all 17 wins and two draws um, unbeaten and whilst I always think that season was exceptional and that was um, by any standards um, it and I don't ever expect us necessarily in the new stadium to, to reach those heights um, I think playing in in the new stadium, we would do obviously a lot better than you'd like to think than at Wembley, and we would um, that would give us a lot more belief and a, and a good base to to go forward from and 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 more points. Um, I think keeping the manager is important. I think keeping the players, Ericsson, you mentioned earlier, um, uh, Mark. I think it, it is vital that we keep him. It's I think it's vital that we keep Toby, but Ericsson perhaps more so. Um, I think if Toby goes, I still think we, we, if he did go, we'd, we'd need to replace him. But at least we know that we've got um, the likes of Foyt, who is superb today, Sanchez, Vertonghen. Uh, um, Ericsson, I think, is, is just a diamond. Um, and he's one that we need to keep hold of. Um, and I think the. Or if, or if we lose him, we've got to make sure that we invest heavily yeah. to get an ad, an adequate replacement or or somebody who can be as good as or better. I think that's, if, that's key too, right? So I think yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think though, in terms of sort of <coughs> spending money, everybody says that oh, you know, Levy doesn't spend, he doesn't back Pochettino and back the manager, this that, and the other. I think for me, the important thing is that. Money's made available to Pochettino, and that might be tricky with with, with the stadium um, and the constraints, um, financial constraints possibly around that. But as long as money's made available, we don't know whether we, whether he is or isn't back. Back, it might just be a question of we we've not been able to bring in the players that we want. But I think if he's got the money, if he's given the money, if he's given the backing, if we can get the right sort of players in, not. You know, we don't want to get shit players or panic buy or whatever. Bring the right sort of players in, then we can take it to, to, to the next level. It, it's striking to think that you've got to go back to 2015, where we the calendar year 2015, and that year we signed Alderweireld, Deli Ali, Son, um, and Trippier. I'm sure there are a few others that that, that, that we signed, but that, that's four quality players, top players. You look since then, 2016. But they weren't at the time, Jav. They weren't at the time. You got you got Alderweire to factor that in. Al- Alderweire was right, but the rest the, of them. The were... rest of them. The rest of them weren't. But but they but, but they but they proved to be top signings. Absolutely, if you, yeah. If, if you look since then, 2016, we only the only player that's that sort of really flourished in 2016 that we signed um, was uh, Winnie Armour, and that was only in his first season. I know Sissoko we signed also that year, but. I, He's not. He's not nah. of the quality of, of, of certain other players at the club. Twenty seventeen, it's starting to diminish. So you're going from four four players in twenty fifteen down to one in twenty sixteen that I've cited. Twenty seventeen, Sanchez, at a push. Let's put 
for it in there early early days 2018 no one so we need to go back to a situation where where, where we were signing players and signing good quality good quality players rather than dud players rather than the likes of you know your your Janssen's players that actually can come in and can improve and add or at the same level as the top players that we've got in the squad um one other thing is the question we've got to ask ourselves is if you look at City and Liverpool Liverpool, case in point, I know they haven't won anything yet this season, but they could well win the league. They're, they're, they're right up there with, with City. They've spent money, particularly in the last um, 12 months, on Van Dijk and Alisson. Shitload of money on, on two good players. Um, they've almost said, right, this is this is where we need to strengthen. We're going to spend the money and we want the success now. Do we want to or are we in the position to compete with the likes of City and Liverpool and just go out there and spend shitloads of money? I don't think we are. I don't think we ever will be under 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 Enoch and under Levy. I think they're a bit more conservative in their spending. Or are we going to be the sort of club that invests and gets to a point where maybe several years down the line, you know, two or three years down the line, we, we're in a position where we can challenge for the league. I think I think we're in a different lane, perhaps, to, to, to the likes of Liverpool and um, City that are, are prepared to pay shitloads of money for instant success. I think that's and that, that that's the truth of it. To buy players, going back to what you're saying about what players we would need in the side now, to buy somebody that would come in and do a job and fit straight in, you, it would cost fifty to seventy million pounds for that player. And we're never going to spend that money. So we're we're buying for the future. We're and we've got to be careful that we don't buy stuff that people buy stuff by play, players that bloat our squad, like Mora has. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the key. Well, they're they're prepared. They're prepared to lose money. That's the difference. They're prepared to to gamble and and lose. And we're a little bit more. We're not that way. We're stubborn. I mean, look at. Look at Janssen, look at Nkudu. I mean, at the end of the day, if they're not working out and nobody wants to buy them, just, just fuck them off in a, in a sale. You're still saving money off their wages, you know, by not having them on the wage bill. So just, just out them. It sounds like, it sounds like Poch can't stand Janssen. And it makes me wonder whether Janssen had an opportunity to go somewhere and he turned it down or something like that. But at the end of the day, if they really, really don't want them there and they're a waste of time, Let's cut our losses, and people saying we're cutting our losses with Janssen. We'll take twelve million for him. Uh, twelve million? You're having a fucking laugh. Let's be honest. So I'm I'm quite happy for us to not spend big on players that turn out to be flops. For example, uh, Morata at Chelsea, right? Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, if we bring in somebody like a, you know, I'm quite happy for us to be a little bit more conservative with our money. That's absolutely fine. But yeah. but equally, I would like us to go back into a situation, like I said, where we were in 2015, which I think is the last time where in that calendar year we, we made several signings. Yeah, albeit three of the four players I mentioned maybe weren't. You know, no one has heard of Deli Ali. Trippier was a right back at Burnley with some potential um, son Let's face it. Probably most Spurs fans had a few raised eyebrows, thinking to themselves, "A Korean, an Asian footballer. How many of them have flourished in 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 the um, rough and tumble of, of, of the English Premier League?" Um, and obviously, out of our more established player, um, I'd like us to go back to a situation where we 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 make we made quite a few good signings in a in a calendar year. And I, and I think recently, 
I look at you know the calendar year 2018 Mora. That I think that's that's the only signing we made. Yeah, in the last 12 months, and I don't think he's as good as some of the players we had bought in previously. Well, we, we, the thing is with those players too, Jav, is we struck at the right time, didn't we? We went in and we grabbed them at the right time when before they became, you know, these really big names and before they, you know, there was more eyes on them. And that's that's something that we needed. We could have done that with Cessignon. We could have done that with, with Chilwell. Or Martial. You know? Martial, absolutely. We tried with yeah. Martial, but, you know, in the end, he just... He went for ridiculous money at the time, but it still turned out to be a good deal. Mm. You know, but that's the thing too. There's there's always going to be inflation, and you know the way the prices are inflating nowadays, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Okay, final two questions. Ed Brad, have we reached our plateau under the current regime? No, I don't course, think we have. No. Of course not. No. I think the, the the key to the potential is is, is the stadium. Once we're in there, we'll st- I think we'll 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 kick on again. I think we look, we didn't buy anybody in the summer. We've been unlucky with some injuries, um, picking them up and 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 absent players at this time of the year, unfortunately. But I think it, it's not all doom and gloom. We're still third. We can still kick on and finish mm. third. And and given the amount of investment we've had, that's an amazing achievement. If we can do this, if Poch can do this well with what he's had to work with, of course we haven't plateaued, right? He hasn't been given what he deserves or what he's been waiting for yet. So I don't, I would never, I'd never say that we've plateaued. I don't think it has with the regime, with Enoch, with Levy, and I don't think it has with the manager. But I think that it is... It, with some, some of the players, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Dembele's gone. Um, I think that you, you know, you've got to face facts. Uh, Jan is is a good player, um, but starting to get get older. Um, I don't know how many years he's he's got left at at, at the top. He's it's fine now. Um, Alderweireld, he he might well not be there anyway yeah. next ne- next year. Eriksson, top player, but if he if he goes, and I, God forbid, I, mean, I hope he doesn't go. But if he does go, then it's Starts to be a little bit of breakup of, of of the team, and you and you need to Hugo, um, another one. Um, I think there's there needs to be a little bit of freshening, a little bit of not a revolution, but a little a little bit of tweaking with with some areas of of the squad. I think the fullback positions. I think that that's got to be re- reassessed. Um, mm-hmm. we, we went from a situation where we had um, 2016-17, we have. Uh, Carl Walker and, and Danny Rose bombing forward, and, and are at one point arguably the, the best two fullbacks in in Europe. To now a situation where um, Rose is in a, in and out of the team. He's I don't think he's ever haven't really sort of recaptured the form since his injury. Davis I think is a, is a decent player, but I don't think he's having the best of seasons this season. Carl Walker Peters is playing is is either being played in the wrong position. Um, sometimes he's played at left back, then he's played at right back. He never gets a run in the side. Um, Trippier isn't having the best of seasons at the moment post World Cup. Um, Sergio, I don't think he's a great player. So particularly on the right hand side, I think that that needs to be reevaluated. So I think, yeah, regime wise, I don't think it's reached a plateau. But some of the players um, we need to look at again and and freshen up. I think is 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 Posh too nice? Have we seen? We have not seen Pochettino be ruthless yet. Have we? Let's be honest. 
he's a bit. No, I, he's a, well, well, yeah. what about Janssen? Janssen, Adebayo, yeah, that's not that's not being ruthless. That's that's getting rid of shit. What I'm talking about is getting rid of players where people are going to say, "Whoa, you know what? He's a good player. We shouldn't be losing him." But Pochettino said, saying basically, "You're not good enough for where we want to be. You're but not Fergie you're not good enough for what." Exactly, exactly that. Fergie did that a lot, and we have not seen Pochettino do that yet. And is it because he he doesn't have the bandwidth to do that, or is it because he's a little bit too nice and gets a little bit too close to these players, and he's not capable? Mm. Um, I think at the moment we're not, we haven't achieved anywhere near the, the, the success that Fergie did, and we don't have maybe. But still. But still, you could you could argue that he could have done that with Lamella. He could have done that with Lamella and said, you know what, you know, you you you're too injury prone. I need somebody who's available to me more often. Things like that. I'm not saying he should, but there ha- uh, there hasn't been that point yeah, of him yet. Uh, Maybe it's coming this summer. I think that he'd be more inclined to do that if he had the confidence that we had. He had money available and we had players coming. You know, if if, if we right. got if we got, say for example, another Ericsson, right, or another Lamella type player, um, as good or better than 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 say Lamella into the squad, I think he'd be quite happy to at that point say, you know, Lamella, you're surplus to requirements or, or or whatever it might be. I think I just don't. I think his sort of position is slightly weakened by the fact that we don't the maybe stadium. have that depth. And the stadium, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Depressing, isn't it? At times, being a Spurs <laughs> fan. Uh, it's it's like being locked up by Fritzl. I think I said this before. You see a glimmer of light, and then you get fucked. <laughs> um, it something occurred to me at the game today, and I, and I was just just towards the end and then you know I don't know it's like five, five or ten minutes and I'm, and I'm thinking we're not going to score you know you, even even as far back as when that in fact not when the penalties didn't go in but as soon as I saw Trippier step up to take it I said he's going to miss he's going to miss and if he does miss you know it's not going to be one of our day it's not going to be our, our day and it's exactly one of those days and I knew that and then those last ten minutes I thought to myself do you know what don't get me wrong winning is important trophies are important it makes such a difference, you know, to your Monday and everything like that. But just for a bit of context, um, we had the news this week um, about the Cardiff City striker, um, Salah. Um, the horrible news regarding him um, and his plane um, going missing, go, go, went missing somewhere over, over the channel. Um, obviously, it doesn't look particularly good and they've called off a search for him. Um but it just puts it all in perspective that um, you know there are sometimes more important things than than, than, than football. Yeah, yeah there's always a, yeah, yeah. It's just a shame that it's that cunt Warnock that it's happening to because then you know, unfortunately, I, I absolutely detest that man. So it's terrible for Salah, but I'm not unhappy for Cardiff. Because mm. they're just shit and they shouldn't be in the Premier League. They're a waste of time. Okay, let's finish off with a final question. So this is, this is the reoccurring question on the pod 
uh, Mark, if it's your first time in the podcast this season. Although I say that, but but we had your dulcet tones right at the beginning of the season um, when you did a little piece um, about your um, a recorded piece, as I, as I recall, when uh, uh, Spurs were in the US playing was it yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been kind of like Carl Walker Peters, I suppose. I just came in, did a good job at the start of the season, but never really got a look in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to look in. You've got to look in today. Um, yeah, so... what a great game! <laughs> I don't fancy my chances for next season. I'm probably going to be on the transfer list. <laughs> okay, so the reoccurring question on the pod from Gilly, um, Twitter handle is as I know Alan Gilzine. Which Spurs player would you like to travel to and sit with at an away game? It's got to be Eric Dyer. Any particular you... reason? Yeah, because he's he's an intelligent bloke. He he's uh, he's a good laugh. He likes to have a laugh, and he's going to back you up if there's any trouble or anything. He's going to be right there. I just think he'd be a good bloke to hang about, hang out with, and you could probably have good conversations with him. I like him. Fair enough. Um. Right, uh, the next podcast, when will the next podcast be? Um, it will be a week today, the day after we play... Um, uh, the day after we play... Newcastle. Newcastle, even. And my guest will be... Um, I think, John, you're on the pod next week. Yes, make it possibly. a happy one, shall we? Um, and my guest will be... Um, a guy called Lee from South Dorset Spurs. He will be making his debut then. Um, so until next week, thank you, John. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, guys. And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.